0: Good day. Welcome to the Travel Companion podcast. Special guest today is Anna. She's here in studio in Chiswick and she's director uh, with flight Free. As you know, we talk about responsible travel, sustainable travel and volunteering. We touch on organizations and people that are doing the right thing. With Anna, we're going to talk about reducing the amount you fly. This is the easiest way to Make a meaningful reduction to your carbon footprint, and there are lots and lots of alternative ways to travel. What Anna would like to do is reach 100,000 people that will make the pledge to be flight free in 2020. So, there's a lot to talk about. I learned quite a bit as well. Uh, for one, the difference between flight shame flight shaming and what she is asking people to do. It was actually, I must say, very inspiring uh, to have her here on the podcast. If you would like to make the pledge or would like to know more, please go to her website, which is flightfree.co.uk. If you would like to support the podcast, uh, please go to our website at podcasts.earth. Without further ado, here's the podcast with Anna from Flight Free. I am here today with Anna. Uh, I won't pronounce the last name. Uh, could you do that for me?
1: It's Anna Hughes.
0: Oh, I'm I could never pronounce that. And Anna Hughes is a director of Flight Free UK.
1: Yeah, that's correct. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Peter.
0: Brilliant. And um, now there's a lot of a uh, lot of articles and a lot of uh, lot going on. As a matter of fact, um, in the Zealand's Herald, they say that. Uh, there has been quite an effect on air travel lately, and well, in Sweden and everyone else, obviously talks about greater Gunberg And I believe that you mentioned something like nine nine percent reduction. Is that uh, correct?
1: Yeah. So. It- there was a 9% reduction in domestic air travel in Sweden mm-hmm. last year.
0: Okay, that that's that's quite significant, isn't it? It
1: is significant, yeah. Um similar figures I think are being shown in Germany as well. So there are other countries that have have seen similar drops in air travel.
0: Really. And international is like 4%, right? Uh so this in
1: Sweden so in Sweden the 9% re, um the 9% refers to domestic travel. refers to international flights from Sweden. Right, brilliant. But overall, still, flights are going up.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, she's inspiring people to refuse travelling on on planes. It's called um, scam. I hope I pronounced that correctly as well. Basically, flight shaming.
1: It's not flight shaming. No, it's not flight shaming. scam is not flight shame. They're totally different things.
0: Okay, what's the difference?
1: Okay, so uh, flight shame would be the feeling that you have of climate responsibility and... Awareness that what you are doing is not good for the environment. It's an internal feeling and it's something you do to yourself. Okay. Flight shaming is when you would say to someone else, you Ah. shouldn't be taking that flight because it's really bad for the environment or whatever. Now we don 't do flight shaming we don 't really like flight shame either, but okay. you know we, we can 't deny that it exists and yep. if it does encourage people to fly less then fine, but we don 't push flight shame, we definitely don't do flight shaming and I, and um what the thing is here it 's been perhaps misrepresented by the media, so because it emerged organically, Fleek's calm flight shame yeah. it w- was then sort of taken in a different direction. You think in the negative direction? Yes, absolutely. So now lots of of stories will lead with a headline that uses flight shaming to, Mm -hmm. you know, get people to read it. Um, And we have, so here at Flight Free UK, we've been described as part of the global flight shaming movement and I always categorically say there's no such thing as the flight shaming movement and we're definitely not part of it Uh okay it's not that we hate it it doesn't exist okay
0: fair fair enough I didn't even I didn't even realize Mm. that that's good they say 27% um, said they would uh, consider reducing future flights for environmental reasons which is which is which is very good up from 20% and um, you um, at Flight Free um, tell me about it what do you do? Why do you do it? And uh, how do you do it? Do you have partners? And
1: so yeah, we at Flight Free UK we're encouraging people to fly less. So we're asking them specifically to take a year off flying. So we're running the Flight Free Twenty Twenty Pledge, and the idea is that you change your behaviour on a short term, which hopefully influences longer term behaviour change. Mm-hmm we seek to inform people of the climate impact of aviation and we seek to inspire them to travel by other means so those are kind of the two pins holding together our whole campaign information and inspiration we so we're using this year off pledge as a a kind of um a a springboard for greater awareness maybe a social shift away from aviation because Mm -hmm. for many people When we think of international travel, we think automatically of flights because that's how we're pushed towards by uh, the advertising industry, perhaps. I mean, that's also, you know, you kind of do what people around you do. So if everybody in your social group is flying to croatia on holiday then Mm -hmm. you're not going to think twice about doing the same Mm -hmm. so uh, by having this pledge we're asking for a hundred thousand people to sign up. hundred thousand yeah so that's our target um and by having the pledge it's it shows that that you're not just one person changing your behavior you are part of a larger group changing your behavior and that's where social shift can start to happen
0: absolutely so a hundred thousand
1: that's the aim yeah Yeah.
0: and and how many people fly here uh, in a year you reckon normally
1: uh, I don't have the figures for that, actually, sure. in the UK. Um, okay. Yeah, Roughly, no, it's like,
0: what, a couple of million? or How many people live here in the UK? Like 80 million or something, right?
1: Yeah, right. so in any given year, only 50% of the population would get on a plane.
0: Right. At once or more than once? or
1: uh, So that could be any number of times. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so that's
0: be forty million, basically roughly. Uh, I, roughly. Yeah, yeah, I
1: guess so. Um, a lot of flights are taken by, I mean, the majority of flights are taken by a small percentage of the population who
0: mm-hmm.
1: are repeat flyers. So sure. you know, lots of people are frequent flyers. Um, but yeah, uh, we we Brits fly more than any other nation. Hmm. Um, but yeah, around half half of the UK population will get on a plane in a set year.
0: For a holiday or business? Do you, do you know that? So or? most
1: of the flights are for holidays. Yeah. So 64% of flights are for leisure. And then only 9% of a business, actually, which sounds like a very small number. And, more, mm. and does surprise a lot of people because lots of people imagine that it's the businessmen flying all the time that are creating all the pollution. But actually, it is our leisure travel. So
0: it's 9% business. But yes. they, they fly um, business class or… You know, yeah, first so class is worse, worse for the environment. You're absolutely right, right yeah.
1: there. So per person emissions, if you're traveling business class, will be higher because you're taking up more space.
0: Yeah, no, that, that, that that makes uh, that makes sense to me. It says here in your on your website, it says aviation currently uh, makes up less than 5% of global emissions.
1: That's correct, yeah. Yeah.
0: And basically you say that's because most people never been on an airplane.
1: Yeah, so less than 10% of the global population have ever been on a plane. Really? Yeah, (laughs) again, that's quite surprising. And it is surprising for us here in the West because Mm -hmm. because we are part of the group of people who fly a lot. We just therefore assume that everybody does. And no, that's not the case. The vast, vast majority of the global population have never been on a plane.
0: Right, and as I saw on your website there was an article there, a blog. You said something like you had not been on a plane yourself for over ten years.
1: Yeah, so I haven't flown for more than a decade. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's quite amazing.
1: <laughs> you say that, but um, for me, it's just normal. You know, I still travel. I just you still travel. Yeah. What I was the last time fly? you went somewhere? Uh, so I just come back from Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. 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 How did you get there? As <laughs> uh, so we went by Eurostar.
0: Eurostar, I'm oh, brand. Was that expensive?
1: Not really. It was uh, 45 quid. For, 45 quid. For, was that a return one or one, no, one way? One, one way, way and yeah. then I can't remember the return yeah. uh, price actually.
0: Oh, how long how long did you before you actually went did you book that?
1: About 3 weeks. 3 weeks? Yeah.
0: What, that was not, that is not bad. No, oh, no. No, because um well maybe because the last time I went to Holland was for King's Day and I was looking like couple of months before Mm. it was like over over 250 pounds to take a train and the flight was like under 100 quid return
1: yeah that's where the difficulty lies doesn't it because we often the prices of alternative travel mostly by train is not viable for most for lots of people because it's so expensive yeah um but yeah it i mean it doesn't mean that it's always that expensive because there are plenty of cheaper fares out there we just Did it's you go during the week, them. or was it
0: over the weekend? Or uh,
1: um, yeah, it was. I went out on a Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday, okay. Returned on on Friday, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so Friday week, should be yeah. a lot more expensive. To uh, it was a bit more expensive to come back. I yeah. genuinely can't remember how no, much. No, 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 that's <laughs> absolutely
0: that's absolutely fine. I think that's a problem though. Uh, that that that's you know other means of transport are so expensive. And yeah. if you look at a country like Luxembourg, they made all public transport in the country free.
1: Wow, is that something
0: maybe you should for campaign for here? Uh, yeah. Because I would but like that. I would love that to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I would not take
0: any plane anymore as well. <laughs> oh, you're
1: right. And and you know that's something that needs to change desperately yeah. um, because we we can't expect people to inconvenience themselves or you know go to a more sustainable mode of transport if that's not easy for them. And price is a massive, massive factor in that. Massive, so yeah. yeah, we we desperately need to restructure the way our transport is put together, mm. um, from the frequency of trains, the availability of night trains, for example. That's changing, right? Eh? Um, yes, it is. More night trains are coming in across yeah. Europe, which is fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, a fundamental, fundamental part of this is price. Um, and in fact, comparatively, in general, flying is much cheaper than train travel, mostly because there is no tax on aviation fuel. Mm. So that should change for sure, shouldn't it? Absolutely. So, Do you know you why see, that is? Or? It was by international agreement many decades ago when the aviation industry was a fledgling industry yeah. and my understanding is that it was to give that industry a leg up at a time when it was coming you know starting to be um promoted as a way mm-hmm. of, for people to get around yeah. and that has never been rescinded right there are um, it's a bit complicated of how states would be able to introduce the tax on aviation fuel but they certainly can and they yeah, certainly should they should. Um, yeah. so yeah it doesn't give a level playing field in terms of the price that we are being asked to pay for stuff yeah um, we very much believe that the environmental cost of travel should be reflected in the price of the ticket mm-hmm. and if something like if you're looking at a uh uh let's say the amsterdam journey if sure. you're traveling by eurostar your co2 saving will be at about 90 percent compared to the flight which is a huge huge saving mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that the, the uh, train ticket might be 90% cheaper than the flight ticket, uh, because there are obviously other considerations. But, you know, th- that shows you just the difference. And if we're factoring in environmental costs, which we desperately need to do, yep. then, yeah, the prices need to be... Drop def- the other, Yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. I must say if, there were, if the trains were like the same price, I would take a train as well, because it doesn't actually take any longer... To take a plane because if you go by plane, you have to go to the airport, you have to wait for two hours because you have to be there two hours before departure. And uh, if yeah, you, you know, absolutely,
1: short haul f- flights, you're spending most of your time on the ground. You know, there, there's no comparison in terms of ease yeah. and enjoyment and time. With the train, so yeah, the the price needs to be levelled out, but but there are certain circumstances where you can just get a nice cheap train ticket, so uh-huh. you know it can, it can work. It can work
0: out, yeah. No, I, actually, I love traveling by train. I've been all over the world by train, the um, Trans-Siberian, and through Africa. Even uh, I didn't take a plane at all when I was there for a year and a half, um, except to get out at a certain point. But uh, but still, yeah, it's a much better way of transport, and it's definitely better. Uh, as well. Do you hope that here in the UK you'll get the same responses in Scandinavia as in Sweden?
1: I would really like to see us move away from air travel, yes. I feel that in many ways we're behind our Scandinavian neighbours. They seem to be a bit more of leaders in terms of green initiatives Mm. and green Mm -hmm. behaviours but that doesn't mean we can't do it and over oh, you're last, doing it. You're, yeah, you're promoting exactly, it. So, yeah. yeah, So, um, And we have, I mean, since we launched the campaign, we've had so many comments of people saying, oh, thank goodness. You know, I, I used to feel like I was the only one and now I don't feel alone anymore. You know, I, um, people, be, people have been aware of the carbon impact of aviation for a long time and have been taking action. Um, so it's nice to kind of bring a community of those people together hmm. um, and also reach a new community. So there are also lots of people on our pledge who've said, oh my goodness, I had no idea that that was the impact of aviation. I'm not going to do it anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe for good or just for the year. Um, and and that's been really inspiring as well. So people who have been frequent flyers in the past are now reducing or completely cutting out air travel. Um, so, yeah, overall, I hope that we will see a fall in demand for flights. Yeah. And the last two quarters, there has been a drop in the yeah, UK. Yeah, what like what? Um, not... A couple of percent. Okay. So yeah, we haven't yet seen the figures for the next quarter. Sure, sure, sure. It has been a drop. has been a drop, yeah. And it's hard to say then if that's a glitch or not. Yeah. Um, but not a glitch, I mean a blip. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> if that's <yeah>. a blip. <laughs> um, but so it'll be really interesting to see the re- more, most recent figures when they come out and see yeah. If, yeah. if we have been having an impact uh, kind yeah, of over the longer term. Yeah, successful Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But,
0: even, even if not, do you think it will you know, continue this over the next coming years? Do you think it's a phase which will die out? Or do you think it's actually people getting more aware of it now and they're actually going to really think uh, before they book a flight or book any transport? I
1: hope that it's not just a phase. I hope that it's something that's long-term. Because people have been campaigning on this for decades yeah. you know i became aware of it as we said over a decade ago mm-hmm. um but i certainly wasn't the first either you know there are many people um, from campaigns like plain stupid and uh, franny armstrong who did the age of stupid the film with pete Postlethwaite. Mm-hmm. um there and and before that you know there were so many that there has been a long history of awareness of uh, of what we should be what's happening with aviation in terms of the carbon impact. Mm -hmm. Um, But I hope now, maybe it is that the conversation has shifted. Maybe Mm -hmm. it is that awareness is reaching enough of a level for it to not go away now. Okay. Because previous campaigns, so we're we're asking people... Not go
0: away or grow? um, Obviously, you hope it will... Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And previous campaigns that have asked people to stop flying have been you know, have attracted a few few hundred or a few thousand people, but yeah. we really feel like this movement is it has got more momentum, it's got more people behind it, and and hopefully, you know, we're going to come into the mainstream.
0: And when did you start a movement, a 100,000 pledge?
1: So we launched the campaign pretty much a year ago, actually. A year ago, um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been collecting pledges for a year now. Um, and it's it was running in Sweden the year before that. Right. So they've been running for a couple of years
0: now. Yeah, okay. And uh, it has been successful now, I take it? Um,
1: um no none of the countries have reached a hundred thousand yet, but right. the success isn't just in the numbers, it's in about it is about raising awareness. Well people so are talking about absolutely. it and you're in the newspaper,
0: so that's the f- success, isn't it? Absolutely, so? yeah. 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 And the
1: fact that there was a nine percent drop in domestic air travel in Sweden, I mean, yeah. that shows that it's a massive success, you know. So um yeah the people are not
0: going on holiday anymore internationally as well. So is that a good thing you think or
1: so holidays is is um it's difficult because we don't travel. yeah exactly we don't want people to stop traveling, we just want people to travel by different means, sure, or we want want um to present the options, so mm-hmm. you know it's everyone 's free choice and everything else, and um, we would like people to make choices that do bear the environment in mind mm. um so if you are in the habit of going to Croatia on your holiday, great, you can still go to Croatia, sure. but rather than a two hour flight, it will now be a day and a half journey which sounds quite horrible when you think, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to sit on a train for a day and a half. But actually, the journey is part of the holiday and mm-hmm. the things that you see out of the window, I mean, that's enough of a reason to go on the train. You know, the slow journey between the UK and Croatia. Oh my goodness, absolute, absolutely mind-blowing scenery. And the actual process of the travel is quite enjoyable as well. So sitting on a plane, it's something that you endure. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that journey will be spent standing in a queue. Mm-hmm sitting on a train is in something you can enjoy, <laughs> yep. you know, and, um, and the kind of horrible admin bits either side aren't long at all. Mm-hmm. You can relax for the whole time. Yeah, um, You can get up whenever you want, you can bring your own booze on board, all of that kind of stuff, you know, so it's, it's a much more enjoyable and authentic travel experience. And that is part of what we're trying to promote and push in terms of a mindset shift so it's not about getting it's not about your holiday starting when you touch down on the tarmac it is about starting at the beginning of your journey and, and the journey being part of it
0: absolutely and i love slow travel i've done it for four years so i, I totally agree except for night nights uh, trains because then you don't, you can't really look out of the window You're just that's
1: another um way of doing it so if you don't want to spend all day on a train you yeah. can spend all night on a train instead and you know save on an air um, save on a hotel yeah you save <laughs> some money at the
0: same time that's true this is absolutely true now um so i i love it but there's also some people who say well you know air travel first of all is more sustainable than you think uh, i think i uh, i did an um, interview uh, a couple of months ago and uh, basically contrary to what many people believe global aviation only contributes two percent he says which is don't think that's right as a matter of fact it is more than that um still too high they say they're doing a lot to reduce uh, net emissions by 50 percent by two thousand fifty BA for example just very recently uh committed to that but 2050 seems to be a very long time away or
1: yeah it's it's very easy to claim aviation is sustainable Mm -hmm. more more sustainable yeah I would be very cautious at any Along those lines, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a carbon neutral flight. Um, in terms of the two percent emission figure, yeah, there are estimates. I mean, all, all of this is only just depend on the country, it? maybe, or no, no, so it's a glo- it's that's global figure. Global global, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, so some people say that two percent um only accounts for the CO2, whereas yeah. in, if you include all the greenhouse gases for yeah. aviation, it's up to five percent, right? Um, so we often say aviation is responsible for between two and five percent of global emissions, yep. just so we can cover that. Um, however. That, as we've already said, less than 10% of the global population has ever been on a plane. So Mm. that's the reason why it's such a small percentage in the overall picture. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you are one of those people who has ever been on a plane, then flying will take up the majority of your carbon footprint. To put that into, to illustrate in terms of tons of carbon and the other activities you can do, Mm -hmm. if you fly transatlantic... You, per passenger, you're responsible for about two tons of carbon, depending on exactly where you're touching down, but it's, yep. it's, it's around about two tons of carbon. Yep. If you, uh, some models of car, if average mileage for a year would generate exactly the same amount of carbon. So mm-hmm. you can, you can create as much pollution for, from one flight as you can from driving for a year. Really. So it kind of, that puts it into perspective a little bit. Sure. Um, back to the kind of global picture. Lots of people say, but the fast fashion industry is responsible for you know, 20% of global emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, the animal agriculture industry is, is responsible for 15% of global emissions. So shouldn't we just stop buying fast fashion and go vegan? Yeah. Well, we should absolutely be doing those two things. You know, we drastically, we're at the point here when we where we drastically need to reduce our emissions in all areas. Okay. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be reducing aviation because it's only responsible for two percent of global emissions. No, no, yeah, of you course. Know? Mm-hmm. The fact yep. is, everybody eats and everybody clothes themselves. Sure, not everybody flies. you can do
0: it in a better way.
1: Uh, yes. But my point is that's why those figures are, are as they are. Right. Everybody in the world yeah. eats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the world colours themselves, and of course, but you could
0: eat less meat. I would say, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, not stop totally, but you can eat less meat. That's oh, probably absolutely. going to work out cheaper for you as well. I would say, of course, there yes. are
1: huge benefits in terms yeah. of eating less meat. Yes, um, but yeah, that kind of puts it into a bit of a, a perspective. We here in the West, we fly a lot. That's where our carbon footprint is bumped up the mm-hmm. most.
0: Okay, that uh, makes total sense. What about carbon offsetting?
1: So offsetting is not an answer that we promote. Simply because, well, I suppose there are three aspects to this. Um, One is the time aspect. So when we fly, we emit carbon today, mostly in the upper atmosphere, which which is, um, there are many problems with emissions up high as opposed to emissions at ground level.
0: Why is that? Is that what's the difference exactly? So, if you, if you know I'm, it's just vaguely, yeah. I wouldn't know to be honest. Or.
1: it's called radiative forcing, and oh. it means that you can at least double, or you can round about double the globe, the warming effect of that. Okay. Those emissions. Um, that's the limit of my knowledge. I'm not okay. a scientist. No, no, but, no that's, that's um, fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, sure. so emissions are worse if they're in the upper. upper they're higher at the upper. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to at ground level. Okay. Anyway. Um, so those emissions are being created today yeah. now. Yeah. By offsetting or by investing in an offset scheme, we are giving money to something that might at some point in the future perhaps absorb the amount of carbon that we just emitted. Yeah. If we're using trees ex- as an example because that's a very common one that we often that we often refer to. Yeah. If we're planting trees, yeah. one tree will absorb roughly one ton of carbon, but it takes 30 years to reach the point where it will do that. Okay. There's no guarantee that tree will even reach thirty years old. Most likely, know? it'll just be um,
0: ten if they do it sustainable. Okay, fine. Yeah.
1: Um, so we, so there's there's no guarantee that trees will reach uh, maturity, but we, so we're kind of paying into the future to reduce to absorb the carbon emissions that we're emitting today. It mm-hmm. just that doesn't make sense in terms of a payoff, a trade off. It's, yeah. it's not a trade off. Is it
0: more to clear your Clear your mind, like yes, I'm not doing and something th- bad anymore exactly. because I'm carbon offsetting. And Is that's it?
1: the other reason that we don't promote it, because it's we're a behaviour change organisation. Yeah. You know, and It doesn't so change the behaviour. It doesn't change mm-hmm. behaviour. It just gives us license to continue our behaviour because we've paid for it, because we've offset it, because it doesn't count anymore.
0: But it's better than nothing, right?
1: No. I I really um You don't think so? No, we don't yeah, we don't promote it at all. Okay. Um it's not necessarily better than nothing. Okay. It's, you um, You really want you people know, to stop flying Exactly, less. yeah. I mean, there are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. there are some yeah. schemes that do absorb atmospheric carbon, but honestly, they should be happening anyway. You know, we shouldn't be framing them as offsets. Sure. It's a case of re- reduction. That's what we really need but to normally focus on.
0: Money is not put into them because the government is not going to put money into it, is it? Like yeah, not offs- here. Maybe off- in Scandinavia, but Maybe, not here. Maybe, yeah. I mean,
1: Northern offsets, Holland. lots of lots of businesses offset things lots of um industries encourage individuals to offset but mm-hmm. yeah it's
0: there's other arguments let's go to the next arguments uh, davos uh, world economic forum um just just happens actually and they said uh one in 10 jobs globally globally uh depends uh on on, on travel so they asked the question how can we really you know encourage travel at the same time being responsible um, yeah if people don't fly it might be a little bit more difficult
1: So yeah I mean the key word here is travel so travel doesn't always doesn't mean doesn't air flying. travel yeah. exactly and gotcha. um, we can still have fly um, sorry we can still have travel without flying yeah um, and it, it would just be different type of travel sure okay so, um, the yes the aviation industry involves lots of jobs. But again, it's not the only industry that supports lots of jobs. So yeah. I don't, um, don't think they talk
0: about aviation industry. It's just so, simply yeah, the travel, just travel, industry. travel okay. industry because yeah. a lot of people just depend on a lot of countries yeah. depend on, on people tourist, going, tourism. yeah, especially yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, there are several aspects to this. I mean, one one main thing is how many countries depend on tourism because mm-hmm. we continue to go there. You know, if we were to reduce that, would they be able to find other means of um, employment? And the answer is probably yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many places that now suffer from over tourism. Sure. And in our, Europe. Uh, yes. Yeah. And our own tourist industry here is struggling. So, shouldn't we support our own tourist industry by, you know, traveling within our own?
0: In a way, yes. In a way, yeah. there's no sunshine here in this country, is there? Well,
1: I would. Ha- I wouldn't say there's no sunshine here in this country. We do have Limited. we do actually have really good summers. Perhaps it's not as reliable as some places exactly, in the world. But yeah. yeah, we do have good summers and we do you know, the sunshine today has been glorious and um it's something that we we kind of just assume the weather here is crap because yeah. it's, you know, it's something we joke about a lot. Yeah. Um but actually I spend a, a lot of my summers here in the UK, and I always get a really good turn.
0: Okay, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Now, okay, I, I actually did an interview with um, a gentleman from, from Guyana um, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of fact. And uh, there was a few articles in, in the newspaper there because Guyana found oil, and I've been to Venezuela as well, and the country is totally ravaged, and you go into certain places, and they say, well, you know, they just found oil, and they hear, come back in 10 years' time, you will not recognise, it will be gone. Now there is rainforest in Guyana. As a matter of fact, the whole country is green. And they say without tourism here, you know, they're not going to support it whatsoever. And well, obviously, the Guyana government might put money into it. I think they will, as a matter of fact. But still, part of it will just, you know, at a certain point, money talks and uh, money the does environment, talk. Uh, you know, walks. Huh?
1: You're absolutely right, but. Yeah. Um, are you saying that the tourism industry is protecting the forest which will allow because I otherwise think it, be yeah not only that people see industry. sometimes
0: yeah. people see a certain environment and they see that you know we should protect this. and we should uh, protect yeah. it
1: not for the tourism though we should protect it for the environment absolutely sake. but the if locals, tourists don't go the there people. don't you
0: think that's that it will be a lot less and you know what basically what they say and that that's a uh, from the guardian um the newspaper uh, they say that take away the tourists and the need for uh, for an income would sh- soon drive these communities into the arms of loggers, ranchers, gold miners, and oil men. And in particular, at this point, the oil men, because oil is all underneath uh, the, the Amazon there uh, as well. So they might extract it from outside, but of course, they lost less money, and the government will
1: yeah.
0: take a lot more money when they just go straight in there, cut everything down, and that's a carbon sink, you know? It's
1: a, yeah, it's a very difficult picture and we have to think of it in a circular way so what is the oil needed for to fuel our fossil fuel high lifestyles right
0: for cars uh, even for you know even electrical bikes or electrical (laughs) scooters here in the uk which are going to be approved now which which i think is fantastic but still electricity has to come from from somewhere yeah
1: just but my point is we're the the um, yes, oil is like gold because it is the commodity that we rely on the most. We yep. are addicted to fossil fuels, mm-hmm. and we need to stop. Um, those that it might well, in a particular instance, tie into the tourists, the tourism in that country, but that is not the whole picture. Right. We need to be looking at this picture as a whole.
0: Right, but if people don't see it, if people don't see, if that they don't go to Antarctica, they don't see the, the glaciers melting. It doesn't come in the news that much, and people. Well, you don't just, need
1: to see it uh, with your own eyes. We know no? the glaciers are melting. Um, sure, we, you, you
0: know it, but sometimes it's better to to get in contact with these I, environments, and that makes right. that gives you a whole different uh, perspective of the you, world yeah, and of the are, environment as well. You are absolutely
1: right. Yeah. I don't think though that our sixty four percent of flights for leisure are all for people to open their eyes to the world's problems. Mostly, mm-hmm. they're probably just so you can lie on a beach and drink cocktails.
0: True enough. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, So that that was that. Now we already talked about uh, BA a little bit. Um, Basically, what he says, we're not going to make any changes over the next uh, thirty years with regards to carbon-based fuel.
1: No, it's people often say, oh, you know, green fuels, biofuels, synthetic fuels. These are developments and technology fixes that are a long way in the future Mm -hmm. and further away in the future than we have so 30 years did he say he said yeah he just
0: said it actually uh, just a couple of um, couple of months ago and what he said is first of all that they make their commitments to net zero carbon flying by 2050. And what he also said, and I'm quoting here from from the Guardian, uh, we will continue to use carbon based fuel throughout we don't see a credible alternative
1: and that's the sad fact the sad truth of it um now w- if we look at other um timescales that we've been given, mm-hmm. the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, has given us a single decade to Ten years drastically yeah. slash our emissions that and so here we have the boss of BA um, admitting that there's no feasible way to significantly reduce the amount of carbon-intensive fuel that is used over the next 30 years. Yeah. Well, those two things don't add up. We have to drastically slash our emissions. Yeah. Therefore, we cannot rely on technological fixes. They won't be ready in time.
0: Is biofuels better for the environment, you think?
1: Because there's a <laughs> lot of, of debate uh, about that. It's, they
0: say you need a lot more ground to yeah. cover. Amazon will be cut down. You're
1: absolutely right. So yeah. one of one of the main sources of biofuels is palm oil. And yeah. we know how, def- de- um, how so awful really palm oil is. Yeah. It is a leading driver of deforestation, which is a massive environmental problem. So yeah. no, biofuels are not the answer.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I thought as well. So then uh, organization here in the UK, who actually... Brought me to you, AEF. Mm. They said offsetting will not get us to net zero, and uh, there's other things that we have to do. You obviously agree with that, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's. I mean, technology has its role to play here. Yeah. But we can't pretend that technology will fix, um, will will allow us to continue to expand at the rate, the current projected rate. Yeah. Um, or deal with the current demand even. So, the answer is to slash demand mm-hmm. and use the available technology for the rest
0: okay um all right and there's other topics uh, to consider as well um there was an article uh here in the newspaper in the guardian once again by the way i don't know why all of these articles come from the guardian probably because it's a responsible newspaper maybe what do you read
1: uh, yeah, I read the Guardian. I mean, I read everything because we, yeah. you know, we need to keep abreast of what everybody's saying. Yeah, um, but it tends to be those papers: the Guardian, the um, Independent reports quite a lot on this as well. The Times tend to tends to Telegraph a bit. A little bit, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, mostly it's the Guardian reporting on environmental issues.
0: Okay, they say how to uh, book the perfect holiday without any uh, flying. They say a revival of sleeper uh, trains and interrailing, which is what uh, we just uh, talked about. And what they say, despite uncertainties around uh, the impact of Brexit, 54% of Britons plan to travel to Europe in 2020. Probably to the sun, to Spain or something, right?
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, you can yeah. get to Spain on the train. Yeah, how uh, long does it take? a lovely journey. So it depends which ty- which part of Spain you're going to, of sure. course. Um, if you're going to somewhere in northern Spain um, or Madrid, then it's a nice, easy journey. Um, mm-hmm. Barcelona as well, They're they're pretty easy. So you would go on the Eurostar to Paris and then you would change to a... TGV to and that will take you straight to Madrid or Barcelona yep. Um. then you can change to an AEV which is the Spanish high-speed trains and okay. th- so if you were to go further afield then you can go straight down to Malaga. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of
0: stopovers though is it?
1: Um, so th- well interchanges not necessarily Okay. Yeah. so yeah I mean from London to Paris it's what an hour and a bit it depends what the connections are but mm-hmm. you can get to Paris in a couple of hours and then um, down to Barcelona in four more hours
0: Right. How, how long um, is that altogether already?
1: Uh, so that's six hours. But yeah. d- again, depending on how long you have to wait for your connection. Yeah. Um. By the way, there's a great website that helps with all of this what is information. It? The Man in Seat 61. Man so in Seat 61. <laughs> that's <laughs> a
0: very long name for <laughs> I that. Know. Uh, the Man so in the Seat web, 61.com? Or? No,
1: so the web address is seat61.com. Oh, seat61.com. Yeah. And the... So he, he is a rail travel guru and he's got every piece of advice that you'd want for every single journey you'd ever want to do by overland means and mostly by train. He's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that that's a really good um, encyclopedic uh, resource that you can use to find out all the details of all these journeys. Right. Um, but, yeah, so, so if you're wanting to travel to southern parts of Spain, then um, trains down from Madrid will take you to, you know, Costa del Sol, etc. Yep. So, I mean, even then, over to, to Gibraltar, and then from there, you you can even go to Tangier. So, we're talking about, you know, that Northern Africa that is, is open cool. to us as well yeah, by trains. Cool. So, yeah. um, and if that takes in total two days, then that's the start of your holiday. You know, yeah. that two days on a train uh, is very exciting.
0: I, I spoke with another uh, British gentleman uh, the other day. He said you have like four weeks of holiday here. It's like 20, 25 days a year or something like that. Uh, So you can easily do that here, right? Because in in America, they have like one or two weeks a year, which is like... Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: I had not heard that. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we tend to take maybe a couple of weeks of holiday in the summer and then, you know, spread the rest around. Um, So that, you know, for a typical sort of two-week holiday, if you're going to Malaga, um, you spend two days traveling... Mm -hmm. Two days getting back. Yep. You've got ten days on the beach. Who doesn't want to spend ten days on a yeah, beach? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That's why they
0: go there, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's uh, obviously a very nice journey. I've done it myself. I've actually been all the way by by train to to Greece, and from there, boat all the way to Africa, and then all the way uh, through. It, it is lovely, but it takes more time, and uh, in the end, it's a little bit more expensive at the moment. And I hope that changes, obviously. And then it says we talked about it already as well. You can always stay in the UK.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. And there's plenty to discover here. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a massive advocate of discovering more about the UK. Mm-hmm. I did an adventure of cycling around the coast of Britain once. All the um, way around? Yeah, I went all the way around. All the way around? England, Scotland and Wales. Wow, um, how long did it take you? It took me 10 weeks. It was 4,000 miles. It's not bad. Um, yeah, went a little bit. Um, it was quite quick, actually. Um, but the, the point of doing that was because I wanted to discover more about this country, the, yeah. this island that I live on. What was the weather um, like
0: during those four weeks? Ten so, weeks, sorry. Ten weeks, yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, it was varied, as you can imagine. Yeah. You know, I had my fair share of getting absolutely soaked to the skin, but then I also had blistering days where I just couldn't wait to get my bikini on and get in the sea kind of really? thing. Really? So, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it was it was wonderful. Um, and... That was only
0: England, or was it all the way around Scotland? All the way Scotland? around Scotland all? and Wales wow. as well, wow. yeah. okay, great. And...
1: The main thing it showed me was how lucky we are to live somewhere so incredibly varied and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there is no limit to how much you can discover. So even though most of my adventuring, touring, holidaying, exploring has been within the UK, I still haven't seen everything. You know, there is still so much more to see. If I want something, if I want better weather, then yes, I can go to the Mediterranean by train. Mm -hmm. If I want mountains... Other than the mountains of Scotland, then I can again go by train to the Alps. Mm-hmm. There are so many places that we can go, and there are so many. Every type of holiday that you might want, we can have it here within the UK, within Europe. Yeah. Um, is it yeah. more
0: expensive uh, accommodation, food here in the UK if you go to Spain? It's well, not anymore because of the drop of the pound, but mm-hmm. the pound is going up again now. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: um, it can be, yeah. yeah. Um, depending
0: on the way th- you're staying yeah maybe, I mean or... I think
1: Western Europe in general is quite expensive yeah it is Yeah. so yeah it, you know it 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 depends where you're going yeah <laughs> but
0: obviously you have a family or something like that a family of you know a few kids two kids maybe then obviously but there are of off, it does
1: so, it does yeah but there are loads of family friendly holiday places I mean the classic one here is Centre Parks everyone yeah. remembers going to Centre Parks that's like a highlight of their kind of childhood right um, you know and there's loads of other places like that so yeah we definitely shouldn't overlook the stuff that we've got here
0: um, then there's a guy who uh, didn't uh, want to fly, uh, in an article, once again, the Guardian. <laughs> uh, and he said, so I took a cargo ship and took him 14 days, but he spent a significant amount of money, like 1,500 euros altogether to get her, which is a lot. You can fly mm-hmm. to Canada for 400 quid return. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that's like four times as much. Same same story as the train really here in, in Europe. Yeah. That can change, but not many people have time to go on a cargo ship to another continent. I would say, but
1: yeah, so a cargo ship is an option that some people take. Yeah, it's a very specific type of option, though, as you yeah. just illustrated. It's not a viable option for most people who want to cross an ocean. Mm-hmm. However, um, it can be if. The emissions-wise, it's a huge, huge reduction in emissions yeah. compared to the plane. Um, something like forty times less polluting if 40 you a ship, yeah, yeah, for the equivalent okay. journey. Um, even though shipping is a very polluting industry as well, per per journey, the, the emissions are very, very vastly different between em- um, shipping and aviation. Um, so. You're right. It is an expensive, long type of trip, but you you shouldn't really compare it to a flight because you're not comparing like for like. Mm-hmm. If you travel across the ocean by ship, mm-hmm. that is an experience you are never going to forget. That is two weeks of being as far away from human habitation as you have ever been, mm-hmm. seeing the skies, the stars at night in a way that you've never seen them. It's quite—they're quite luxurious. You don't have to sleep in a container, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're quite luxurious. You've got a lovely cabin. Um, you would—you would eat with the crew every day. You know, everything's included in that price. So you're essentially on a floating hotel, but it's not a horrible cruise ship, which is really polluting and right. dis- you know, uh, disgusting. Well, somewhat better. That.
0: Uh, there's one in uh, Scandinavia, which <laughs> which is like totally sustainable. Now okay. Already. Oh, that's good but, to well, hear. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but. Um, so yeah, you're not paying for someone to fling you through the air as fast as possible and get it over with. Yeah. You are paying for a rich experience, learning about ocean life, having a, you know, essentially a floating hotel and people who have done it have traveled that way not for their summer holiday because that would be the duration of the summer mm-hmm. holiday yeah um but for other trips and have said that was absolutely the highlight of the trip an experience yeah yeah no
0: fair enough the no, last last topic here um well maybe you have some yourself as well but it says here that women uh, are willing to pay more than men uh for sustainable airline travel and uh what do you reckon is that true <laughs>
1: That's an interesting question. Honestly, I have no idea. You have no idea? I wouldn't have a comment on that one.
0: Fair enough. They say participants in the survey, Not I've done surveys myself, and the people that normally answer the surveys are the people who are really like involved. Already yeah, it's you, on, yeah. You're preaching to the choir, basically, yeah. is what you're doing here. But they say that um, they're willing to pay an extra 5%, 10% or 15%, but they wanted to see a 30% reduction in greenhouse gases, which... which Seems to be unmeasurable, really, uh, for a ticket uh, increase uh, hmm. in price. I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah,
1: I don't know. You don't I know either? No? I don't know.
0: About that. So, where can people find you? Uh, where are you?
1: So, Obviously, you're uh,
0: in the UK, but uh, uh, online? Yeah, or, uh, yeah,
1: so our website is flightfree.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, we have Twitter, which is at FlightFree2020 and... FlightFree2020. In- yeah, FlightFree2020 and Instagram's the same. Okay. And um, we're on Facebook as well, FlightFreeUK. And
0: where can people sign up? <clears throat> on the website?
1: Yeah. So our sign up is on the front page of the website. Right. Um, and all all the other pages as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, and there's so much information on the website. So information about why we're doing this and... Um, our Be Inspired page has lots of articles that we've written and that other people have written for us yep. sharing their travels. Uh-huh. So uh, there's a whole section on travel. Um, so some of it is advice on you know, taking the train through Europe, for example. Some of it is trying to inspire people by sharing other people's stories. So we do have a story about a couple who came on a, on a cargo ship, which yep. is lovely to read. Same same um, kind of story mm, as uh,
0: we just had or yeah, different? They came, yeah, they,
1: um, they came back from Singapore. So, right. Mm-hmm different route but sim- similar and um yeah so so the idea is that like i said before we want to inform people and inspire them and we yep. really hope that our entries on the website do that yeah. so yeah definitely check it out and
0: i'm sure you'll have a massive effect just Thank like you. Uh, anywhere else um, so this, the second year you're going into now is that correct that's correct yeah yeah okay and uh, are you increasing the number
1: yeah, so we've we've got five and a half people who've made our pledge already, um, and we are hoping to reach our target by the end of the year. But that, I mean, it's a it's going to take a lot of work to get there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we.
0: Do you get a lot of publicity? Newspapers yeah, talking about we, you? Or? We
1: do, and we we feature frequently in the in the papers actually. Yeah. Um, as commentators on the industry, which is fantastic. So, yeah. um, the topic is definitely being talked about much more than it ever has been. Um. Well, not much more than it ever has been because people have been, as I said, people have been talking about this for decades. Mm. But it seems that the the audience is now there for it. So, yeah, we, we're, we're really getting the word out, which is a good good thing.
0: Brilliant. Is there anything that you would like to say or promote or plug <laughs> besides what we talked about? Well,
1: mm. not only that. Yeah. it's It's very easy to come up with all the reasons why you might not be able to take a pledge of Taking a year off flying, sure. but we do urge people to consider the practicalities of it and consider if they might be able to in the context of the climate crisis that we face. yeah, you know we we're in a serious position now. We're in a serious situation, and we need to be making these difficult decisions, and we need to be choosing this this difficult stuff before the choice is forced upon us. Yep. um it it really is serious. Um, so if we can inspire people to make those choices Mm -hmm. then we stand a chance of having an impact if we just leave it you know we'll get to the point where we are forced to make these life altering decisions and Mm -hmm. that is not a place we really want to wait to be in
0: thank you very much for being on the podcast thanks yeah thank you So that was the podcast with Anna. It was uh, great to have her on the show and very inspiring. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Um, you can find the latest news on podcast.earth and a atravelcompanion.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in next time to A Travel Companion for the latest news on sustainable travel.